Stand Neil, Now What? Season 2, Episode 8. Do Catholics Worship Statues? Hi, my name is Karen. I like to say that I'm the good kind of Karen. I am first and foremost a daughter of God, a wife, mom of two, and I recently came home to the Catholic Church. I love my faith so deeply that I want others to love it too. Whether you are a cradle Catholic, Catholic curious, or you have come home to the Catholic Church as an adult like I have, Stand, Kneel, Now What is the show for you. Through my love and lots of blunders, my goal is to help you along your faith journey. Our paths may be different, but all of our roads need to lead home so that we can be with our Father. Hi everyone, welcome to Stand, Neil, Now What? I am your host, Karen Estep, and I'm not really excited about today's episode. (laughs) And the inspiration from today's episode came from a couple of, um, how, what's the nice way to say this? A little tips I got into on Instagram. So I will explain further here in just a minute. However, we are on week two of the morning prayer. So let's get started with that. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day. For all the intentions of your sacred heart, in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world, for the salvation of souls, the reparation of sins, the reunion of all Christians, and in particular for the intentions of the Holy Father this month. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Just a reminder, I am using the Ave Treasury of Catholic Prayers for the this week's prayer And so go ahead and check that out from Ave Maria Press. You could also probably look up the morning offering prayer on Google. (laughs) All right. So let's get into why I got so triggered the last couple of weeks. (laughs) Okay. So what had happened was, is there are a couple of Instagram accounts that I have followed And I have followed them for a while. And on one particular Instagram account, this influencer came out and said that her and her family were converting. They were Baptist and now they are converting. I thought at the time they were becoming Catholic. They are becoming Orthodox. And Catholics and Orthodox are kind of cousins in a way. And I just put a welcome home message on her Instagram feed. Um, I also mentioned that my family and I had become Catholic a couple of years ago, and it was the best decision that we have ever made. And boy, did I anger some people. (laughs) I was basically called everything but a white woman. And... I, for a while, was trying to engage this person, and then I realized that this person was probably just a troll, and I needed to part ways. Um, The next person that I mentioned 
or made a comment on their Instagram post is actually a Catholic um, influencer. And he was talking about just the differences between a Protestant worship service and the Catholic mass. And I had made a comment about the one of the reasons why my husband and I became Catholic was the reverence from the get-go during a Catholic mass as opposed to a Protestant worship service, which is more like, I don't know, just a lot of rock songs and very little substance. And and that's for me and my family that if you are a Protestant listening to this and you are getting what you need from a Protestant worship service, by all means, don't take that as I think Protestant worship services are awful. I do not. It just wasn't what my husband and I were looking for when we became Catholic. And one of the first things we noticed when we walked into the chapel of a Catholic church is that it is completely reverent, or at least it should be. And everything in a Catholic chapel is pointing towards the tabernacle, which is where we truly believe houses the body and blood of Christ. And everything else is placed off to the side. So when you go into a Protestant service, most of the time the worship band is in front and center. You know who the lead singer is and there's, you know, the slide presentation going on behind it. And when you go to a Catholic mass, that's just, that ain't it. There's an altar, there's a tabernacle, a crucifix. There's chairs where the priests sit, but those are off to the side. We have an ambo, which is also off to the side. And everything is done so that your attention is not on anything but Jesus. So I had made that comment and there was a person that was very angered by the comment that I made. And it got to the point where (laughs) this person I commented back on something they said about how proud I was to be Catholic and this person's, you know, and I didn't want this person to uh, influence me in any way because they weren't going to one and two, my theology is pretty sound. Like I'm, I'm Catholic and I'm so happy and joyful and content in being Catholic. And this person commented back Um, that it wasn't their job to convince me to not be Catholic. It was my husband's job to convince me to not be Catholic. And um, I then, as unsmart alecky as I could, put, well, (laughs) I'm really proud that my husband's Catholic then. So then this person uh, quickly responded back with, I would say that I'm praying for you, but I don't think God would hear my prayers. (laughs) This is, this is the kind of fight I got into on Instagram guys. And that was my key to know that I just needed to walk away from that argument. And I told that person that I would pray for them and that they needed to have a blessed life because I have a blessed life. So, um, because of that, it got me really thinking about the insults that Protestants throw Catholics way. But it just 
This particular insult really triggers me in a way because it's really stupid and it's not a well thought out insult. So one of the things that both of these people um, tried to say that I do as a Catholic is that I worship statues. And I am going to tell you right now, no, I have not been Catholic my entire life. I've only been Catholic for two years, this Easter vigil. However, I have been around Catholics my entire life. I have my family, part of my family, excuse me, is Catholic. I have never, not once seen a Catholic person worship a statue. So this is why it makes me so upset because this is an insult that's just thrown out without any factual evidence. The other thing I want to mention, I'm looking at my notes, going back into, I needed to, you know, idea dump on a page before I said everything. I really think Protestants and Catholics in really any religion that you don't know a lot about, instead of assuming, go in with questions so that you can understand. Instead of making these blanket statements, which never works in any sort of conflict that you have, by the way, don't go in with blanket statements. You can ask questions. It is all right to ask questions about your faith, whether you are Catholic or Jewish or Muslim or whatever. Questioning is good. And when I had all of these questions before I decided to become Catholic, by the way, it only led me closer to being Catholic. So questioning is fine. But just assuming and throwing out insults before you really take a step back and understand, that is where I draw the line. So here is the biggest reason I think Protestants, when using this insult, now, once again, I don't think all Protestants use this insult, so I'm not making that blanket statement, but the Protestants that do use this as an insult, the reason it makes me so mad is because what is a nativity scene? If those aren't statues, I don't know what is. So even as a Protestant, when my husband and I were Methodist, we would put out nativity scenes for Christmas, around the Christmas time. You know, my husband's a staunch believer that Thanksgiving gets its own holiday. <laughs> so I would have to wait until the day after Thanksgiving. But we had nativity scenes. It's the same thing. It is legitimately the same thing. A nativity scene is used to remind you, your family, your visitors, A, that this is a Christian household, and B, of the reason for the season. Okay? So we put nativity scenes up so that we are reminded of the absolute miracle it was that the Virgin Mary gave birth to our Savior. And without him being born, we would not have been saved. Okay, I'm, and I'm, I'm getting heated, so I'm trying to calm myself down. That is what a nativity scene is used for. So just because in a Protestant household, you only keep your nativity scenes up from the day after Thanksgiving until December 26, why is that okay? But it is not okay in a Catholic household or an Orthodox household because Orthodox Christians also have statues and iconography. Why is that not okay? Can you tell me what the difference is? 
And if you can't tell me what the difference is, then don't use it as an insult because to me, there is no difference. I personally, in our house, not yet at least, we have our eye on a few. I don't have any statues up of saints, of Jesus. We do have crucifixes up, but I don't have any statues of Mother Mary, St. Joseph that's coming. My husband and I always get each other a gift for our Catholic anniversary. And that has been discussed as being our gift this year is getting a Mary for our indoor Mary garden. But (laughs) don't at me, bro. Like that's what the middle schoolers say. Don't at me, bro. When you do the same thing, you just pack yours away. December 26th, your nativity scene goes away and you don't keep it out, which is fine. But there's no difference is what I'm trying to get my Protestant friends to understand. I'm not worshiping that statue. I'm not worshiping that nativity scene. When we have statues in our Catholic churches, no one's worshiping them. I literally just explained that everything in a Catholic chapel is so that our eyes are on Jesus. Yes, we have statues. We have Mary who is on, let's see, I'm doing my hands like when you're facing the tabernacle, Mary is on the left-hand side and Joseph is on the right-hand side. But, it, you know, if you're where the tabernacle is looking out, it would be right and left. But no one's worshiping that. And the other thing that frustrates me, yes, there have been times when statues have had miraculous things happen. We're not worshiping that statue. We are in awe of the fact that God has used that item to have a miracle happen through that. And if you don't believe in that, then what are we doing when we believe that God used a bush to speak to Moses? So I'm not discounting, you know, Protestant beliefs and in, in saints or whatever. What I am discounting is don't use that as an insult against a whole group of people who aren't doing what you say they're doing. Not one Catholic person I know worships a statue. So let's put that one to bed. Let's, let's, let's not use that insult anymore. The other thing that I was accused of in some of these fights was worshiping saints. And I have a whole podcast on that. Catholics do not worship saints. Saints are our way of knowing what a holy life should look like. They are also our way of remembering that our journey to Christ is a journey. And there are a lot of saints that suffered greatly. And there's a, there's a saint, he's from an Asian country. I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he was an opioid addict and he would not take the Eucharist because of how sacred the Eucharist was but he continued to show up to mass and he continued to pray to God through all of his suffering. And it is an amazing reminder that we will suffer here earthside, but our goal is to become a saint in heaven. And yes, we ask for intercession, but the saints are our friends and our family. And we ask for prayer, intercessory prayer of our friends here on earth. So why would it be different? Because when, when you get to heaven, God is the God of the living. God is not the God of the dead. So if I get to heaven and I'm still not part of a family, that's wrong, guys. Like that's really wrong theology. And so you may not agree with that. That's fine. 
But when we keep pictures of saints in our house, it is keeping pictures of our family. It is no different than if you have a picture somewhere in your house of your great grandmother. And I have a picture of my great grandmother on her wedding day. It's beautiful. She was Mexican. So she's got the Mexican fan in her hair. I cherish it every time I look at it. It's in my closet. I actually really loved this picture of my great grandmother so much that I recreated it on my wedding day as a gift for my grandfather because I know that he loved his mother so much. But guess what? I never met my great grandmother. (laughs) Not once. I've never met her, but I really love this picture and I love the stories that my grandfather has of his mother. And that is what we have of the saints. We probably have never met any of the saints that there are pictures of. However, we have their stories, we have their writings, we have their documentation, and they are a part of our family just as much as our, my great grandmother is a part of mine. So to have pictures of saints in our house does not mean I'm worshiping that saint. Once again, never met a Catholic that has worshiped a saint. Do we have saints as examples of how to live our lives? Yes, of course. And Protestants have this as well. Billy Graham, okay, John Calvin, C.S. Lewis. Those are all Protestant Christians that are examples of how to live a holy life. You may not have pictures of them up. That's fine. That's that's your preference. However, you use their writings as a tool of growing closer to Christ, which is what the saints do for us as Catholics. And the other example I'm going to use use in my case, like for why you have pictures up. Um, I grew up in the Salvation Army Church, and I know a lot of people know that. However, if you are new here, you may not know that I grew up in the Salvation Army And the founder of the Salvation Army was a man named William Booth. And in every Salvation Army church that I have ever been in, there is a picture of the founder, William Booth, in uniform. They're not worshiping William Booth. There's not a Salvationist out there that says they are worshiping William Booth. Why is he up on our wall? Because he helped found this amazing organization that helps bring people to Christ. Okay. So I know I'm, I'm, I'm very frustrated as a Catholic and as a new Catholic. And if you are a new Catholic as well, what I would warn and really try for you not to do is don't let these comments that people make, Oh, you're, you, you worship icons, you worship statues, you worship saints. Don't let comments like that get you down because they're not true. That's not the truth. And sometimes I think it is easier to throw insults than it is to understand and to seek the truth. It's just easier to shut people off. And that's kind of a no-brainer. That's a duh. But instead of hurling these insults on both sides of this imaginary line that exists in Christendom today, instead of hurling insults, let's sit down. Let's seek to understand Let's not keep saying, oh, you're blah, 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 and you're blah, 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 and that's what makes you bad. But if we seek to understand why certain things are done, then maybe we would get a lot farther 
and coming together as a Christian family because our Protestant brothers and sisters are with us in this fight against the evilness of the world. And if we cannot come together, then that evil is just going to continue to invade. Okay. I know the ending. Jesus wins, but Jesus doesn't want Protestants and Catholics and Orthodoxy to fight. He wants us to come together. Okay. So my Protestant brothers and sisters, please stop hurling insults that are really dumb. Okay. There's, there's no factual evidence that any Catholic is worshiping these things. You say we worship, we worship Christ. Okay. Christ is the only and God and the Holy Spirit, you know, the Trinity. That's who we worship. Okay. God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit. That is who we worship as Catholics. That's also who you worship as Protestants or who you, who you should be worshiping. So I'm going to calm down. I'm going to take a deep breath. Okay. The other thing I want to say is just because you don't keep your nativity scene up all year like Catholics do, just be grateful that you don't have as much to dust. Okay. Because those statues collect dust because once again, they're just statues. They're not like the Bluey episode where Bluey pretends to be a magic statue. These aren't getting up and walking anywhere. And if you've seen um, Doctor Who, it's not like the Weeping Angels, okay? They're not moving around. So Catholics don't worship statues. Quit using that insult. And just be grateful that you're not dusting as much as I dust. <laughs> All right, that was, that was my way to end this episode on a lighter note. All right. Odd one out results from last week. Your choices were milk chocolate, dark chocolate, or white chocolate. I'm going to read the results first and then share my opinion. Milk chocolate came in at 10%. Dark chocolate was 50% and white chocolate was 40%. I disagree with the majority on this one. I believe that white chocolate is the odd one out because it's not really chocolate. <laughs> it's made from cocoa butter, um, which is part of the cacao plant, but it is not made from the cacao nibs, which is where the chocolate is. Um, if you missed that whole episode where I talked about that's what I gave up for Lent one year in the Methodist church, and I did a whole bunch of research to see if I could actually eat white chocolate without breaking my Lent promises. You can eat white chocolate and not break your Lent promises if you've only given up chocolate. <laughs> Just a little tidbit. Okay. This week's odd one out is battle of the chips because I have a problem guys. And I'm going to, I'm going to be very honest in this space because we're all friends here. I cannot stop eating garden salsa sun chips. I don't know why I'm an A, I'm not pregnant. Let's not start that rumor. So that is not the reason why I have just been on a garden salsa sun chip kick lately. I cannot stop buying them. I cannot stop eating them. I actually forced myself not to buy them when I went grocery shopping this weekend. So battle of the chips, we're going to do potato chips, Cheetos, or sun chips, which there are a variety of sun chips. The best, in my opinion, is the garden salsa. You know, pick your own flavor of sun chips for this odd one out this week. Okay, so once again, your choices are potato chips, Cheetos, or sun chips. Go and vote on the Instagram page, 
or you can vote on Facebook, or you can vote right here on Spotify. Leave a comment if you are on any other um, platform and I will take a look at it. So um, just for the newcomers, because I do have a lot of new listeners, on Facebook, the handle for the podcast is Stand Neil Now What with the question mark podcast. If you are on Instagram, it is stand underscore Neil underscore now underscore what on Instagram. I do not have an X account for the podcast. I'm not a big fan of X. I keep it for my Catholic mom community, but I really, I have to give up X as my penance on Fridays because I get, I go down rabbit holes on X and I just, I would rather keep the podcast off of that. So find me on Facebook, find me on Instagram. I really um, prefer Instagram over Facebook right now, but I interact both places. So once again, find me there. And then if this episode has blessed you in any way, shape or form or the podcast in general, please like, share, subscribe. That really helps with the algorithms and how crazy these algorithms change on a daily basis. So like, share, subscribe. Thank you all. I'm sorry that I got so passionate about today's episode. Actually, no, I'm not because I should be passionate about this episode. So let's let's learn not to insult each other and let's learn to just come together and seek to understand first. All right. I will talk to you all next week.